Hey, this is episode eight of Middle Aged and Mediocre. I'm Cash. I'm Joel. I'm middle. You're middle. We're both middle aged. We're more middle aged and mediocre than ever before. Than ever before. We're, yeah, we're, I just I just took my ther- my temperature and the thermometer just said middle aged and mediocre. Yeah, I have a thermometer right here. Actually, yeah. you did not put this in your butt, right? Where else? I was does out it, of the room. Where else does it go? Your armpit, under your tongue. I put it in my pee hole. Oh, well, you're a braver man than I. <laughs> my I, pee hole is so bored out, dude. It's oh just God. like God. That is so disgusting. Yeah, I like to keep a straw up there, so I know I have one, and I just pull it out anytime I gotta do coke. Well, that's environmentally. Like, is it pla- Is it a? It's not plastic, right? Oh yeah. Well, then you're. I'm not gonna put a metal straw in my pee hole. I'm not crazy. You're not. It's not me- middle-aged, mediocre, and crazy. I don't ever want anything in my pee hole. <laughs> like, Nothing? No. Like, that's where they cath... Like, yeah. I don't ever want to have to deal with a catheter. Hmm. Like, if I ever have to go to the emergency room... For, like, if I have to go to the hospital for something... Yeah. Like, even on, like, 80... It's just no just, catheter. I'm just going to die. Yeah. I don't I, that's how I am. I'd rather just die. I don't want any tubes in me. When I broke my back... Uh, I don't know how long ago... But I had to go to the hospital in Pennsylvania... And I remember they needed me to pee, like to just run. Which I mean, I don't know. It's a you hospital. peed before. I'm sure they have a reason why yeah. I need my urine. But well, probably to see if there's blood in it or something. Probably. Yeah, yeah good call. But I could, <laughs> I, I couldn't like just piss on command. Yeah, I've and, heard the story about. Yeah, yeah, I've heard you have troubles with that. Yeah, I do. Uh, like, and I have. So a, if anyone meets Cash out in public, don't ask him to don't pee. Don't ask me. I'm not very good at performing <laughs> yeah. urination tricks. Hey, can you sign this with your urine? I cannot, man. I, can, I mean, maybe if you let me go into like a room by myself, yeah. give me some time, let me get comfortable. Magazine or two. But if you're going to stand there with me, it's not happening. Well, I want to hold it. Definitely not going to happen. <laughs> Have you seen that's like a social media thing now? Like guys are, like multiple people are peeing together and they'll like, here, pee through. Like they'll do the okay finger with their hand. And, what like, are we doing, guys? I don't know. Why, what are we doing? People want to be famous on the internet for like four seconds at a time. Who has time for these things? I mean, I have time, but I just don't have the will, I guess. I don't have either. Yeah. I don't... I'd rather watch YouTube or... <laughs> and why are dudes, like, pee schedules lining up? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I hate the Maybe world. I dreamed it. I don't know. I dream a Probably lot about... Not. I dream a lot about dudes about peeing. About dudes holding each other's dick. I do. And the the okay symbol? Yep. <laughs> I'm a Nazi. I mean, I've always... I'm a not... Not a Nazi, I mean. I mean, I've always... Like, I've always heard of the, like, uh... Uh, like I've heard of dudes like in wrestling, like that are on the road together all the time, like so fucking comfortable with each other. Yeah. Like it's so disgusting. But like one's taking a shit, and the other one's got to piss. No, and they just nope. I've heard it. No, you haven't. I've heard it. Yeah. Oh. I mean, yeah. That's like that's the same feeling I get when I see a porn. There's like two dudes like putting it to a chick at once. Like, I don't like that <laughs> What are we talking about? I mean, at least there's a chick involved. Yeah. Like, it's always awkward when you're, like, just watching two dudes, and then the chick never shows up. <laughs> like, I'll watch it for another half I mean, hour. I'm going to keep watching. Yeah. I started, I clicked play. <laughs> I'm here. I'm committed. Well, if a chick doesn't show up within the next hour, the next I'm going to watch another hour, <laughs> and then I'm, I'm going to watch the suggested videos yeah. based on this one. And then change my complete lifestyle. And quit living a lie, <laughs> god damn it. So yeah, hey, we are middle-aged and mediocre. This is episode eight. That was like proof. That was like exhibit A of our middle-aged and mediocre. <laughs> Mediocrity? Me- mediocrity. <laughs> Mediocrity. 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 
we are, we kind of talked about it last time, but we're going to have a little bit of a different format tonight. Uh, I have a story to tell Joel. Yep. And I don't, I'm hopefully, I'm hoping that he's never heard of what I'm going to talk about here. Uh, so this will all be fresh to him. Might not be, I don't know. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be a story about murder. Cool. Uh, took place in the early 20th century. Oh, I've, I've heard of this possibly one. Possibly ghosts or demons involved <laughs> in this murder. So early in 20th century, what year is that? Uh, so this is going to be taking place in 1922. Okay, that's that's 20th century. Yeah, so... Okay. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, it's pretty interesting. I've been, I've been interested in this story for a long time now, and I just recently found out that there's been, like, updated news about it, Ooh. which is kind of the reason why, like, okay. I decided this would be good for the first episode. Okay. So, uh, you want to get into it? Let's get into All it. All right. Like I said, we are going to be doing, this is going to be happening on March <coughs> uh, 31st, 1922, I believe. Let me check that real quick. I got seven and a half pages of notes here. Woo! And somehow. That's about six and a half pages longer than my attention span, but I'm going to try. <laughs> uh, well, things are getting off to a great start here because somehow. And are you going to read these out loud or just to yourself? Just myself. Okay. And then I'm hoping you just get the gist of it. Like, I just try to figure out what like what it means by the way you're, like, your brow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. All right. Josh is now reading about dinosaurs. Mm. Ooh. Oh. Two-headed dinosaur. Oh. He's stroking his beard. Okay, March 31st, <laughs> 1922. Okay. Is where we're at. A couple years ago. Uh, are you aware of... Aware of the Villisca axe murders? The Villisca? Villisca. V I L L I S C A. I'm not, but thanks for axing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we're not going to talk about those. Okay, good. Okay. We might talk about those another time. Um, the Villisca axe murders happened in Villisca, Iowa, uh, where the family, this family, the Moors, and two of their guests were killed by an axe murderer. Mm-hmm. Or by an axe, the murder using an axe, and it's still unsolved. This is uh, Germany. So you're just trying to scare me first, and then we're going to go into something yeah. else. Okay. And then this is Germany's version of it. Okay. So as we all know, anything that happens in Germany is probably way worse. It involves shit. And <laughs> probably involves shit. <laughs> probably does. Shit. Oh, so, shit. Uh, yeah, we're well, when to... someone dies, you shit yourself. So there's shit That's involved. True. Yeah. So technically, there should be a lot of shit in the story. Yeah. But I don't have those details. <laughs> uh, somehow they did not take records of. That might not be the most important part of the case. Post death shits. <laughs> well, there's one detective obsessed with that. He's like, well, we got to document this, guys. <laughs> like, yeah, they died. They shit themselves. But what did they eat though? What did they shit? Could solve everything, guys. <laughs> Yeah, like, he's just, like, really by the book. Yeah, he just wants to look at their buttholes. He's like, why are you guys not documenting the shit? <laughs> they, all never shit document. they all shit themselves. This has to be connected somehow. It's funny that you, that, that women shit while giving birth. Oh, and when wow. you die, you shit when you die. Yeah. So you're coming into the world covered in shit. You're leaving the world covered in shit. And the whole time and you're the in the world, world shit. just a shit show. That's the end of the podcast, That's guys. it! <laughs> I give up! We've decided. I quit. We hope I give up. We're going to become axe murderers. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Do you have an axe? Uh, you not. don't even know. You're looking around your room like, I might. I, I mean, there's a possibility. Yeah, I, I, bet, there, I bet there's an axe in this room somewhere. There's, I have knives. Okay, all right. We could, like, tape two knives to the and baseball just, Yeah, bat. okay. That's kind of an axe, right? That's, yeah. 
Yeah. Sure. So these are the... Okay, there's a lot of German words. There's some German words. Okay. I'm going to do my best okay. to get through these. All right, all right, Adolf. <laughs> Come on, <man. laughs> Why are we doing that? There could be lots of Adolfs, okay? There's not. There's not? There actually is another. I think there's an Adolf <laughs> in this. <laughs> all, right. all right. Uh, these are the uh, Hinterkaifeck murders. Okay. So, Hinterkaifeck. Hinterkaifeck, which I'm sure there's, you know, the German... Uh, accent on that makes it sound better. We're gonna get so many emails from Germany over this. I hope. I hope so too. I hope we. And I'm just gonna reply to them all. USA fucking rocks. <laughs> just a picture of an eagle on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Shitting itself. Shitting itself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, these took place uh, on the Hinterkaifeck farm, which was a small farm in uh, Bavaria, Germany. Okay. So. Uh, a 63-year-old man named Andreas Gruber lived on the farm with his wife, Cecilia. How old, how how old was Cecilia? She was actually older. She was 77. Oh. He a so, cougar hunter, eh? Hunter All right. Dipped into those old waters. This is uh, 1922. That's a long... That's weird to be that old in 1922, I think she was 74, right? 77. I mean... They're probably not going to be around much longer anyway. Yeah, spoiler alert. Do not <laughs> fall in love with any of these characters. Okay. <laughs> uh, characters. <laughs> people. Whatever people. you want to call them. Uh, they lived, so they lived together on this farm with uh, their 35-year-old daughter, Victoria. Spelled with a K. Okay. Uh, and She's probably kids, ugly. Oh, she has kids. So she, okay. she has kids. Uh, her daughter, seven years old, also named Cecilia, which makes very it's very confusing yeah. at times in the story. Because Cecilia, two Cecilias, that's too many Cecilias. <laughs> Zazilia. It's C A Z I L I A. So who knows how that's actually said? Nobody. Uh, and then her two year old son, Joseph. Then Joseph. Which is probably Yosef. <laughs> Yosef. Um, <coughs> and on March 31st, 1922, when this took place, uh, Maria Baumgartner started working on the farm as a maid. Okay. So she was mentally and physically disabled, uh, had never been married, had lived with her parents her whole life, and after they died, she was forced to start working as a maid to support herself. Okay, this is dark, man. <laughs> yeah, this is, I mean, this is Germany in 1922. Yeah. Like, uh, hold on, I'll show they you They didn't picture. have a Disneyland back then? <laughs> I'll post these pictures on our Facebook, uh, but this is the picture of the family. I'm a little confused. So if this was taken the day of, if this was taken oh March wow thirty first, there's Andreas. That guy's already a ghost. Andreas. Look at him, man. Yeah. Like that dude's. There's uh, Sazilia. She does look older. older. And then I don't know what's going on here. So I I don't. Neither of these girls are seven years old. No. Unless Germany in nineteen seventy or nineteen twenty two, the seven year olds were. 40-year-old women. Yeah, they, they count in dog years. So I'm going to assume this was taken on March 31st, and that one of these two women is Maria, and, and the, the other, other one's, one's the killer. killer. Okay. Oh, or the, no, this little boy here is the killer. Okay. No, this is, jo- this is Joseph. Okay. So I think the only person not pictured here is the... Seven-year-old is daughter. The seven-year-old daughter. She's taking the picture. Okay, there you go. <laughs> You're probably right. But there's their farm. They have a smaller version of their own farm. On their farm. I like that. The birdhouse. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I'll be posting the pictures on our Facebook after this episode. But, uh, so she had just lost, Maria had just lost her previous job where she was a maid working for an older woman in another town. And it was believed that she was fired from this job because the mayor of the town that she was working in did not want 
a crippled person in his community. Okay. So good people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just real good people. Uh, Heart of gold. Salt of the earth. <laughs> salt of the German earth. Um, and then on the Hinterkaifeck farm, the previous maid had uh, fled the farm six months earlier because she claimed the ghosts had been rattling around in the attic. The goats? Go, uh, ghosts. Ghosts, okay. Ghosts. Yeah, Were they ghosts of goats? Possibly. She oh, shit, dude. Damn, so, I wonder there are ghost goats. Goat ghosts. We need to do that movie I next. assume there's ghosts of everything. Right? Yeah, yeah. So this is a perfect storm. Ah, Previous maids ran sheep. off. Uh, Maria needs a job. Here she, we go. And she doesn't know any better. Doesn't She's any mentally better. and physically handicapped. So, and here's the thing. She doesn't know... A lot of what she's about to walk into. I'd say that one there is Maria. Yeah, she kind of looks like she's yeah, out to Victoria lunch a little bit. Thir- she's Victoria's thirty-five. Yeah. So I'd say that woman looks thirty-five, and that one, you say out to lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like she doesn't even know her pictures get taken right there. Yeah, I mean, and she has like a no. I thought that was a cast on her arm, but and then like the uh, older woman here looks pregnant. Yeah, I don't know what she's doing there. She's trying to hold a poop in or something. Andreas just looks my god, dude. Fucking That's creepy, the... man. He's look at that look on his face. Yeah, his I don't eyes. Think I can see this right now, but you his will. eyes are like boring into me right now. Yeah, I'm gonna leave the picture up. You're good. Uh, so Andreas Gruber, the man we're looking at here, was not a good dude. No, he was really. Yeah. So uh, uh, his wife would often go into the town and be seen covered in like terrible bruises. Um. And Andreas had served a year in prison, uh, about five years, or this was back in 1917. Okay. He served a year in prison because he was in, uh, convicted of engaging in incestuous relationship with his daughter, Victoria. Somewhere that's his grandson's son. So, most likely, Joseph was his son. And the girl, the seven-year-old, is probably... Um, no. Okay. She's most likely... Uh, Maria's husband's Look, daughter. I can't make a joke about that. Uh, <laughs> That's awful. Victoria, so for the incestuous relationship, uh-huh. Victoria also served, uh, she served a month in jail. What? But, so if you, so, she wasn't like, I mean, I know this doesn't make it right, but she wasn't, like, when I first, when you first read it or hear about it, uh-huh. I think you automatically picture her as a child. Yeah. But, so she's 37 in 1920, or 35 in 5 years earlier. Yeah, so she's, so 30. she's 30. Like, I mean, so they're both That's weird though that she would be It is weird. I mean, I don't obviously don't know but it seems like even if he like brainwashed her, you know, like that's still like it's on him, I would think. Right, yeah. Well, I guess she's on him. She's on him. Who's on Grace? Who's that? No, no, <laughs> I don't like it. <clears throat> and yeah, it was believed that <clears throat> Let's all cough together. It was believed that Andreas was the father of Joseph. Uh, now, what episode of Maury Povich was that established on? Because I would like to include that for our um, listeners to go back and look. I've got to be one of the first episodes, right? Yeah, you yeah. You can't just right. let that go for a yeah. while. Yeah, if I'm the booker. <laughs> In the case of Yosef, <laughs> Andreas, you are the the Fuhrer. And then he comes back <laughs> dead. <laughs> ah! I don't want that guy coming back from the dead. No, he already did. Oh, like my him. God. <laughs> he looks like uh have you seen the original Pet Cemetery? Yes. He looks like uh is it the, the neighbor, the older no, fellow? Who's oh. uh who's the young guy? The oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's who he looks like. Pascal? I don't that I don't know names, pa- pa- Jim. Pascal something? Yeah. Yeah, he looks like him. Uh on 
so yeah, on uh, March 31st, 1922, the whole family's living together, even though there's been some incestuous stuff going on. Apparently, uh, the wife is cool with this. Like, sure. She's like, whatever, man. He's not beating her. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and Maria has, you know, just came on. First day, new job. So Trying to make here. a good impression. Well, she's here to start a new life on the farm. Yeah. Uh, but her new life will be over that evening. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, strange shit had already been going on. <laughs> yeah, the, on the, 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 the first na- or the last nanny left because she heard ghosts in the attic. Right. So uh, earlier in the same month, uh, Andreas had came into town, was telling people some of the stuff that was going on, and he said that he had found a newspaper from Munich on his property. Uh, no one in the family could recall buying a newspaper from Munich. Mm-hmm. Um, no one that lived in the area received the paper anyways. So it wasn't like it just got accidentally wrong house. Uh, plus, they lived in a pretty remote area. Like, who's I mean, bringing the paper out there? Yeah. The Munich News. The Munich News. I mean, yeah. they're in Bavaria. I don't know how far that is, but, you know, so, uh, but it was just randomly there. Okay. Like, just, um, and like I said, the farm was pretty isolated from everybody else, so it wasn't likely that some just random person came by and, like, Put it in the was wrong. reading the paper and then, like, oh, I don't need yeah. this anymore. Meh. Meh. Um, and then days before the, so then Andreas also told the neighbors that days before the murder, well, not, he doesn't know there's about to be murders. So days before the murders, he had told neighbors and friends that he had found footprints in the snow. And again, small remote piece of land that this farm's on. Uh, it's completely surrounded by pine trees. Very dense forest of pine trees. Uh-huh. And what's weird about the footprints is that he had found them in early in the morning. They were fresh. And the footprints were coming out of the forest, leading to his onto his farm. Ooh. But he could never find footprints that left. So there was no, like... Yeah, they, just footprints around the area, but none going back came, out and, into the right. woods. So, uh, yeah, there were no footprints leading back away from the farm. The family had also been hearing... They had also heard the noises in the attic. And Andreas had went and looked, but hadn't found anything. Things started going missing. So there was some weird stuff going on. Uh, the only evidence that Andreas could find of any kind of intruder was there was like scratch marks on the lock of one of the outside buildings. It looked like somebody had taken something and tried to like break the lock Jimmy off. Jimmy it into yeah. it, yeah. So uh, other than that, though, nothing really could be found. Um, he didn't own any guns. And he never even considered like notifying the police because they even have police. I mean, who knows? I mean, yeah. he well, he's fucking well, his daughter. Why he's would... also fucking his daughter? Yeah, and he was in jail for a year. He's so not he's gonna... probably not too willing to go. So we have a super dysfunctional family living on this possibly haunted farm <laughs> um, that might also be housing an unknown intruder in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of much. nowhere, and we have a maid named Maria starting her new job. On the Hinterkaifeck farm. So, March 31st, 1922 was a Friday. Okay. Uh, the family didn't show up at church that Sunday, which was very weird because uh, the older, the elder, Cecilia, mm-hmm. sang in the church choir. She looks like she has a voice of an angel. Yeah. I mean, 
yeah, she looks, you know, like an angel there. Like, she's already dead. <laughs> uh, Everybody in this picture already looks dead. Yes, they do. So, uh, which, but let me show you the farm a little bit better. All right. Um, I don't think this will, oh, yeah, it will. Here's your buildings. So, yeah, this that's the farm, um, just to give you an idea, which I'm assuming that was taken before or after the snow had all went away. Yeah. that looks like pretty, Grass. Yeah. Grass hair. Um, so, yeah, they hadn't shown up for church on Sunday. And the seven-year-old Cecilia had just stopped showing up for school, which I thought was weird. That uh, which I even kind of checked, and like there was school on Saturday, which threw me off because well, I was like, "Well, she wouldn't be in school because not, it's, yeah. yeah, they had school on Saturday." So I thought that was weird. Uh, and then people started wondering between the church and the, her not showing up for school. People started wondering what was going on on Saturday, the day after. March, so this would been April. That would have been April first. A coffee salesman or two coffee salesmen. That was that was apparently a thing for Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was Star and Bucks. It was well, David Starr yeah. and Earl Bucks. Well, David Starr is a Jewish wrestler. Oh yeah, he is. He would be yeah. in Germany. Well, that's where he got coffee. the name from. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> German, what, David Starr and who? What I say? Let's say Patrick Buck. <laughs> Patrick Buck. Yeah, uh, or Bucks. Bucks. So yeah, they showed up at the farm uh, because they. Um, got something from the farm like they had they had like a normal order they would come put in and then they'd come back and get it later hey you got any haunted goats yeah, like, yeah we, we do that's need- what makes the coffee <laughs> real flavorful yeah we squeeze that ghost of the goat <laughs> and we get the goat juice um they knocked on the door uh they looked in the windows just no one ever showed up they huffed they puffed and saw no one yes uh, so then on Monday, so April 3rd, uh, we out here? the postman came by, noticed that the mail that he left Saturday was still where he left it. Goddamn Germany had school on Saturday and the post and, office yeah, ran. A lot of shit going on on the weekends. Man. Weekends were busy times. Yeah. Um, he thought, you know, he thought that was kind of strange, but didn't really think much else about it. On Tuesday, so April 4th. He remembered what they looked like, and they are like, well, that's... Well, (laughs) better to just not bother. On uh, April 4th, Tuesday, Albert Hoffner, a mechanic who had been hired to repair a feeding machine on the farm, arrived to start working. He couldn't find any of the family, uh, but he said that he could hear the dog inside the barn barking. Hmm. Which, remember that, because it comes back later. Dog barking in barn. Yeah, I've, that's what the mechanic says. Okay. So he waited around for a while. Like, he couldn't find anybody, but he kind of just, like, hung around waiting for somebody to show up. Mm-hmm. When they didn't, he decided, I'm just going to fix this machine. So he goes ahead and fixes it. And then he he- heads back into town. And he's telling everybody in town, like, yeah, it's weird up there, man. Like, the whole place is empty. Didn't see anyone. You know, Dog in the they barn. knew I was showing up to fix yeah. this thing. Um, and no one in the town... That's when everybody started being like, yeah, we haven't seen him in church. She they started adding school. up. Yeah. But they did know, a few of them did say, that they had seen smoke coming from their chimney off and on over the last couple of days. Okay. So they really hadn't thought a whole lot about it because, well, there's smoke coming Obviously from the someone's chimney. starting Somebody's to fire, yeah. Um, but several people decided they were going to go head on up to the farm and check out, see what was going on. So they searched the farm. Uh... The, all the outside buildings of the barn were locked, so they end up breaking down the barn doors. And inside the barn, they found the bodies of uh, Andreas, his wife Cecilia, their daughter Victoria, and her daughter Cecilia. 
Okay. And then inside the home, they find the bodies of uh, Joseph and Maria. Dang. So, so everyone dead. Everyone's dead. Here's a fun picture of a Jesus. Of bodies in the barn. So that's probably uh, the the dad and maybe yeah, it looks like the probably daughter, Andreas the 35-year-old daughter. Yeah. So, and then... Yeah, I don't think the other one's in there. I mean, anywhere, that's pretty much. Is that where they filmed the Blair Witch Project? It does there? look like a it ca- yeah. The where's there needs to be someone in the corner? Yeah, it's like snot coming out of their nose. Yeah, God. so that's that's that. That's a good scene. That's there. that. That's that. So yeah, everyone's dead on this farm. Um, man, alive. Yeah, he's pretty, not alive. You can zoom in up here on this little magnifying okay glass if you want. Kind of move it to where you want to go. Then you can go down here and shift it around and look. So, man, bloody yeah, I can't mess. tell if he's on his stomach or if he's on his back with his arms behind his, or if he's oh, on yeah. his stomach with his arms behind his back or if he's on his back. I think he's on his back. Yeah. I don't know. I think they're She's both on, on her back. Yeah, they're both on her back. Can't see either one of their heads, which is, I don't know. Big that's... shock coming from her. <laughs> She's a whore, <laughs> as we'll find out. Do whores not have heads? Oh, I meant because she's on her back. Oh, okay. I was like, what? <laughs> All right. So, okay. So, uh, by the time the police arrived, the scene had been super contaminated yeah. by everybody. Well, I, don't, I doubt they had much CSI back then. No. Um, the bodies have been moved around. CS9? CS9. <laughs> <laughs> uh, CS9 Bulgaria. <laughs> he takes his glasses off and makes like... <laughs> what looked like the barn is... <laughs> Uh, bodies have moved. Don't moved worry around. about fixing that barn door <laughs> because the, the horse is out of the stable. Yeah. Uh, where are we at here? Uh, <laughs> they yeah. found the bodies, they've been moved around, and then like the cops find people inside the house cooking and eating a meal, like meals that they've been making sure. while they waited. Sometimes you get hungry when you find <laughs> bodies, you know. You're like, I don't want to end up like that. Yeah, I love that there's like bodies, like a <laughs> like a three-year-old, two-year-old, whatever Joseph yeah. is. And people are like, that sucks, but we need some soup. What was the wife's name? Uh, Cecilia. Someone's like, can you ask Cecilia where they keep this all? Oh, oh wait, she's oh. dead! Oh my god, can you believe it? I forgot! Awkward. Awkward! Uh, they're like bitching about like, there's no like milk in the food. Yeah. Who are these people? <laughs> they deserve to die! They deserve it. There's no paprika? <laughs> I don't know what the accent that was. Um... So, police believed, based on the evidence, that the killer had first uh, lured Victoria into the barn, Uh huh. followed by her mother, then Andreas, and then finally the younger Cecilia. Cecilia. Yeah. So, yeah, the way that they, it seemed, they've been lured in and killed one by one. Ah. Um, and then the killer moved into the house, killed Maria first. And then finally killed Joseph. Um, How old was Crispin Wall when all this happened? You know, that's a good call. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was negative. Okay. Something. Negative 40. We'll, we'll keep him on the board, though. <laughs> we'll keep him. I'm just saying. Kevin Sullivan. Don't, yeah. don't scratch off Kevin Sullivan. Sure. That's right. They could have worked together. He's a devil worshiper. He could have found some kind of time travel thing. Yeah. The Dungeon of Doom definitely has a portal. Yeah, Hulk okay. Hogan went through it, and <laughs> so, there were no Hulkamaniacs there. So we have our first suspect, but go He'd on. He's never been there before. <laughs> um, brother. Brother. Uh, where are we at here? 
So they lured him in. They killed Yosef last inside yeah. the house. Um, all the murders have been committed using a mattock, which uh, is just basically a pickaxe. Okay. Um, it's kind of like a smaller version of it, I think. And they were all repeatedly struck in the skull, Ugh. except Joseph, who was just hit once. I mean, That's all it takes. So I guess... I guess I've never had to hit a three year old more than once to kill them. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to isolate that (laughs) for sure. Never. I'm not trying to brag. Okay. This isn't like me showing up like, Oh, I can kill a three year old with one strike. I'm just saying I've never needed more than one. What about a four year old? That's a different story. It's a little tough. Look, look, I don't want to incriminate myself here, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Because three year olds, of course. They don't count. You don't count until you're four. Right. Between the ages of. Two and three. Yep. Fair game. Fair game. Yeah. If you can't make it past three, you don't deserve to live. That's right. Like your whole that whole year is basically you're in the purge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. How we've made it. I have no idea. Uh, lucky for me, I was halfway. Is this hell? This could be. <laughs> this could be yeah, hell. It could definitely be limbo. Because <laughs> uh, everything's just stagnant mm. and shit. Let's get depressed real quick. Okay. We come back <laughs> real to quick this, to this very upbeat story. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm just waiting for the happy ending, the Disney ending, <laughs> where like a snowman comes to life and he's like, "You're all back together." You keep waiting, buddy. Okay. Um, the physician who performed the autopsies uh, stated that the they shit themselves. <laughs> that was the whole report. Uh, he says that the younger Cecilia had actually remained alive for hours ah. after being bludgeoned. Uh, and was just laying in the barn. Zazilia, you almost are dead. Sorry. But you, got, <laughs> you got a matic to the head. Uh, and she had basically laid there and just pulled clumps of her own hair out of her head. God damn. So she had a real good. Why? I, I don't know. Maybe she just. I don't uh, know what you do when you get hit with the matic. This head. is a great story. Yeah. Um, it was suspect. Oh, so. The way, what they think happened, what they originally thought happened was that in the barn, the killer had made, like, the animals restless, making them make noise. Okay, yeah. And then Victoria would have came out to check on the animals, and then maybe she screamed, jo- or Andreas comes out. You know, or doesn't come back like, after five minutes, right. and the only thing Andreas is, is like, I need to beat somebody. I need to go find my <laughs> right. wife. Or fuck my daughter. Yeah. Like, beat my wife, or fuck my <laughs> yeah. daughter. Like, I don't care which one. What if he did both? It's okay. He's just... like, look at Maria, and he's like, what are you going to be for me? <laughs> I don't know yet. Uh, the only problem with that theory is that they did some experiments, mm-hmm. and they had someone, uh, they had some people, like, multiple people go into the barn together, shut the door, and then other people went into the house, and they shut the doors, and then they had the people in the barn <laughs> just start screaming as loud as they could. You couldn't hear shit from the house. So, so the animals making noise. Wasn't probably. the animals? They really they have no idea why. Huh. Everybody got lured out there. So you said they ran tests. I just imagine them like lining up seven year olds and just like hitting them in the head with hammers, <laughs> oh, so God. they can like find the one that stays alive for hours. Yep, that's what happened. <laughs> yep. See, see, I just pulled her hair out. Yeah. Jim, you want to look? It at took that. twelve, but we finally got yeah, it. Yeah, the other ones just went right away. <laughs> but that one there, you can see how she was a fighter. Um. This is so dark. Yeah, so they have no idea how the family was lured in one by one. They don't know why that why that happened. Uh, so remember how I said that the neighbors had heard the dogs seeing and, the chimney? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The smoke. And how'd the guy hear the dog barking in the barn then? Well, they were in the house, though. They so he, couldn't was, he was outside. Yeah, he was outside. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, the smoke coming out of the chimney throughout the weekend. Mm-hmm. When, no, when no one was when being no one seen. seen. Yeah. So, police found evidence that the killer had actually remained on the farm for days after the murder. Uh, he'd kept the... Uh, he kept fires going so he could cook meals. They found, like, evidence of meals that had been left behind. Um, he fed the farm animals and wow. milked the cows. Okay. So, like, he kept, the, he kept like, work on the farm. Yeah. He kept work on. Um, there was a ton of money left in the house. So robbery wasn't the reason for this. Uh, and without any kind of clear motive, they couldn't really figure out what the fuck, like, why this has happened. Even without the motive, they still, between 1922 and 1986, interviewed over 100 people. Wow. About this case. They worked on this case for 60 years. So, so in 86, some years. the original, one of the original people on the case finally retired. So, 64 years later. Wow. He retired, and when he retired, the case was... Basically, officially a God damn, maybe 64 years. How old was he when he worked on the he case? just started. Still, I mean, he had to be like 20, so he's probably like 84, 85, 20s. retired. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, he could have been like maybe like 18, 19. This is like yeah. 1922. Yeah. I mean, um, sometime in like 1950, 1960, they actually decided that like or they weren't going to bother with it anymore. But that one guy kept, kept at, at it. it until 1986 when he retired. Um. So, yeah, so we don't know what the motive is. We don't know how they were lured out other than the weapon that was used and they, the suspected order yeah. of the killings. They really, There's really not a whole lot to go on here. So I'm going to run down through some of the interviews okay. of the suspects here. Um some of the witnesses that came forward in the aftermath of all this, a man named uh, Michael Plockle. It's got to be a great name to go through life with. Yeah. These are these are amazing, by the way. The stories that um, he stated that he had just happened to be passing by the farm the night after the murders, and that someone had approached him with a lantern. That was so bright that it blinded him so he couldn't see them. Uh-huh. And since he couldn't see anything, he was just like, all right, fuck it, and kept on going. So that was his whole... That was his... Hey, Thanks, police, Michael. Way to help. To yeah. <laughs> I saw yeah. someone, but I didn't see his face no, or anything. Right, yeah. I just kept going, and... I mean, I was probably the guy, though. That yeah. was who did it. <laughs> that was if, who did if it. you can find the guy with the lantern... Yep. You got him. Bright lantern, that's him. Just kill him. What's right the off the reward back. again? <laughs> just kill him. Just, just hit him on the Don't even ask him. Yeah. Automatically Matic. Simon uh, Ryblander. Okay. Because everyone has good names. They do. No one just has a normal fucking name in this story. Uh, Baumgartner is about the closest thing we get here. Um, he's a farmer and a butcher that worked with them, kind of. Mm-hmm. He stated that he saw two strangers uh, <coughs> at the edge of the forest right there around the farm. And that when they saw him, they turned their backs to him so he couldn't see their face. Ooh. And that was his entire statement. Like... All they did was turn around. Yeah. And he had no, he had nothing else he could do from there. He's like, well, they turned their backs to me. <laughs> what am I going to do? I'm out. What else is there? So they clearly have magic powers. They can turn around. 
Yeah. So, uh, so the mechanic. Turn around. Remember the mechanic? The mechanic. Oh, they came and fixed that. Yeah. I heard the dog. Yes. So he had like been there that like he'd been there the day after the murders. You know, whatever. Yep. Fixed the machine. He somehow it took it took police somehow eleven years <laughs> to finally interview him. About there's this. paperwork, there's procedure. We gotta talk to guys like Michael Plockle <laughs> and Simon Rybander first, who possibly saw something. Yeah, they saw someone not a face and they saw people turn around. And other people just turned around yeah. and they were like, Well, I don't know what to do from here. I mean, I need the next eleven years to just try to just like make sense <laughs> to of make all sense that. Of how, yeah. how, how did these two how guys did just turn around? turn around? I don't get it. Like Was it synchronized? And they didn't have faces <laughs> on the back of their head? Their they whole, weren't wearing football jerseys with their names on the back? Their whole body turned around. Das fuck! Das fuck. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 11 years after he gets interviewed, and he stated that he suspected that, like after he had thought about this, that the entire time he was there that day, that the killer was there too. Because, so originally he said that the... He heard the dog. He heard the dog in the barn. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's time has he's remembering wrong or if he's remembering clear. You know what it is. Yeah. But now he's saying that when he finished the repairs, he saw the dog tied up outside of the barn, and that the barn door was open. But everyone that went and checked out that shit, yeah, checked out the farm the other day, they all stated that when they got there. The barn door was shut and locked, and the dog was inside. So, if he's right, though, then that does mean that after he left, somebody put the dog in the barn and and locked locked the barn back up. So, who knows, though, if... Because he's given two different accounts. I don't like that guy. He's up there with Chris Benoit and David. He's shady, man. But it is 11 years. Like, that's on the police. You gotta interview... It is. You always interview the mechanic first. Yep. At least top three. Um... The butler first, then the, the mechanic. First, yep. Who and then the whoever's the richest. Yeah, like you boys just want to go for them, um, and then you know one of the dead people themselves. Like interview. Him. Look at Andreas. The dude looked like a goddamn fiend. Yeah, he did. So a ghoul, if you will. Uh, some other random person. They don't. We don't get his na- their name. Claimed that a stranger had stopped in to the town the night of the murders and asked people about the murders. Like, hey there, have you heard about <laughs> that happened? That hasn't been discovered yet? That hasn't been discovered. And then the, the stranger shouted that he was the murderer, and he ran off into the woods. Okay. And was never identified. All right. So there's just some... So if that is the killer, the dude's fucked. <laughs> he had to be caught. How do you not get caught if that's he's what you do? He's a real trickster. Yeah. I'm the killer. I'm the killer. <laughs> and then he just runs off into the woods. Like, should we chase him? Be like, no, he's a killer. Like, oh, he's in the woods now. <laughs> he's gone. Um, he belongs to the forest. Um, now, the prime suspect was Victoria's husband, Carl. Okay. Of course, spelled with a K. Carl. Because the Germans love their Ks. They do. Her name's got a K in it. Instead of a C, his name's got a K in it. Instead of a C, we get it. The Germany. word Germany has a K in it. Yeah, there's three silent Ks. Yep. <laughs> oh, three? Think about it. <laughs> They're not like back to back to back, are they? Probably. Oh. Fucking, you know what they did. <laughs> they know what they did. <laughs> you know what you did. Shame on you, Germany! <laughs> yeah, if you guys haven't got enough shame yet. Yeah. 
if you guys, I, I bet if like, just if if I ever went to Germany, I would just bring it up to everyone. Do you remember what you did? Yeah. Like I, as an American, I would act so high and mighty that like we've never we've done never. It. How dare Such you? <laughs> How dare uh, you? The problem with Carl as a suspect, though, was that he had allegedly been killed in 1914 during the First World War. It is hard to kill somebody when you're dead. Yeah. I mean, it could probably be done. But it's a bit of a chore. Yeah, you have to be brought back to life, and there's like a whole reanimation process. Uh, and And then, like, you're never the same. No. But, I mean, you are evil, usually. If you come back from the dead. I feel like he Carl would fit right in with the dad. What's his name? Andreas. Andreas. Um But his body had never been discussed. his body had never Ooh. been recovered though. But there were several soldiers that stated that they saw him die when he slept on a landmine. Oh, okay. So if he slept on a landmine So that story really blew up. Huh? I mean huh? he just fell to pieces. <laughs> yeah. Uh in World War One though. There was a shitload of bodies that weren't recovered. Now, during World War One, did they call it World War One, or was it just World War during uh, the World War? I mean, while it was happening, <laughs> it was just the war. <laughs> the war, okay. It was the first, It was the Great War, I think. Okay. Uh, it was some big shit. Yeah. Um, but like back then, I mean, a lot of bodies were just piled in mass graves. Sure. Like you don't have time for all this shit. There's no. a bunch of people dying. Um, but the speculation was that he had actually survived. Had found out that Victoria was banging her father, and he got his revenge. So, in 1914, he would have somehow escaped the war, waited around for eight years. Yeah. And then be like, this is the night. Sure. There's a... There's a he got drunk. There's a new maid. Yep. This is it. He has his new bright lantern. <laughs> this is brand new. <laughs> he had to wait for that he bright lantern. He to turn around. Yeah. <laughs> so people can't tell who he is. He'd practiced for eight years. <laughs> he had his turnaround coach there with him. He's like, all right, just that one was, more time. Just guy. one more time. Show me what I got to do. He's like, all right, well, seal your face in that way. Face DOS other way. <laughs> uh, and then he was so excited that he pulled it off and ran into town. Like, oh, I, <laughs> I turned around and I murdered. Coach was like, ah, oh, God damn it. But he's like, but I'm dead. But, ooh. Uh... A band named uh, this one's this one's good. I don't even know if I can say this one. Uh, Lorenz. Okay. Schlittenbauer. Yep. Which Lorenz? Lorenz is a German name. Lorenz yeah. seems very. It's not like Lorenzo Lamas. Like that's who I think of yeah. immediately. What was that show called? He was on uh, Renegade. Renegade. I wanted to say Renegade, but then I thought of oh, the shitty wrestler. And... He was also a shitty wrestler. Yep. Uh, Joe Gomez. Yeah, we cannot do an episode without wrestling. Renegade, though, was that was right? Was that right after Raw? Like, was that part of the Monday Night? Or no, Silk Stockings was right. After yeah, Raw. Ah, Silk Stockings, yeah. dude. I watched the first two minutes of that show a lot. <laughs> yep. And then I was always like, No, I'm not interested in this. I don't know what is happening. This is too grown up for me. Uh, yeah, Renegade was a good one. That was Renegade. Like was there another show on the same night? Wasn't that was it? like very similar. I always, uh, Renegade and War- Xena, Warrior Princess Xena. are always kind of in the same yeah. realm for me. Um, so this Lorenz... Schlittenbauer. What do you do? Schlittenbauer. Schlittenbauer. Uh, he was considered a suspect because he had also had a relationship with Victoria. Goddamn. Um, and was considered... Do you have Victoria's number? Because I'll call her. Well, uh, she's right there, buddy. Okay. Wanna, she's not looking good. I like to have, I like him to at least have a pulse. 
Well, she's not. She doesn't have that. <laughs> nope. Uh, and she shit herself. <laughs> which it. I'm into, but not so much the pulse. There's blood there. That yeah. could be shit there too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's blood all over. Jesus Christ. Um, the initials on Joseph's birth certificate had, uh, or Joseph's birth certificate had the initials LS Ooh. on them. But that could have also been like a doctor's, like just signing yeah. shit or whatever. So, but that's a little bit more of like to give people the idea that. Um, but Lorenz was one of the neighbors who had came to check on the family that night, that day. And, uh, so like I said, the barn doors had to be broken down cause they were locked, but Lorenz was seen entering the front door of the house alone and had unlocked it with a key. Ooh. So, you know how I said that, uh, Andreas was saying that like things were missing. Yeah. Uh, keys. He, he specifically mentioned <coughs> that keys had went missing. Hmm. So... Yeah, this Lorenz guy. Kilos of cocaine? Just, I don't know if Germany in 1922 was in the cocaine. 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 Yeah, okay. I don't think they were in the game. Uh, uh, yeah, so he somehow had keys, which if he was banging Victoria, though, maybe he had a house key. Yeah. You don't know. Um, but he could have also easily lured out Victoria if they were supposed to meet up. Yeah, meet me in the barn. Do some banging uh, yep. in the barn. Andreas walks in on him. Boom, dead, dead. You know, who knows? And then they go out looking for, yeah. Uh, where am I at here? Uh, Lorenz was seen entering the house with a key. Yeah. Okay, so when people ask him, like, you know, hey, why, like, for all we know, the killer was still in the house. Why'd you go in there by yourself? He was just like, I was just going in there to look for Joseph, my son. So people were like, oh, he is the father. Yeah. Uh, so he was the neighbor? He was one of, yeah, he was one of the neighbors in that area. Okay. And when the mechanic went into town, was telling people this, and everybody decided we're going to go check it out. Yeah. He was one of them. Okay. Um, several people observed Lorenz moving the bodies around, which could have potentially fucked up the crime scene for yeah. everybody. Uh, All those fibers gone. What is it? Fibers. Oh, fibers. That's how you solve crimes. That is. Fibers and semen. Carpet fibers. Yep. semen. Yep. Um, I come fibers, which, I mean, so I can't commit crimes. <laughs> that sucks for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I come carpet fibers. It's weird. Uh, it's weird <laughs> it's weird itchy. It's up. itchy. Well, that's from shoving carpet fibers into my pee hole. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I mean, all right. No, I'm not saying I don't it's understand it. I understand it. It's just I'm just letting you know. Uh, so the speculation was that Victoria had demanded financial support from uh, Lorenz for mm-hmm. Joseph. The only problem with that is uh, her family was way better off than his. Like, they had money. Okay. So, it doesn't look like it if you look at the... Yeah. But they had well, money. I mean, they had land. That's what money was right. back then. It was land. land and animals and stuff like that. I mean, they're not gonna... Um, so, yeah, they, they think that, you know, the thought process was she's demanding money, pisses him off, and he just decides to kill her. Andreas walks in. The snowballs. Boom, yeah. Uh, Leave no witnesses. Right. Yeah. So, in 1941, before he, before he dies, uh, he'd already won. Between 1922 and 1941, he won a bunch of civil claims, suing people for slander. Okay. Because they described him as the murderer, the murderer of Hinterkaifeck. And he was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Prove it, bitches. You owe me money. Probably hard to get a date after that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, 
Here's here's some more evidence against Fake news. Lorenz, though. He was the one that originally reported the incest between Andreas and Victoria. Mm. Um, and then after the murders, like, while like, this is fresh and the murders have happened, one of the first things he asked investigators was that, uh, like, hey, will I be getting back the money that I'd given to Victoria for child support <laughs> since Joseph's... <laughs> so, uh, a lot of weird shit with yeah. him. And until 2017, he was still considered the most likely suspect. Jesus. So, uh, I'm going to jump back now okay. to the Velisca axe murders. Okay. Because... And a, that was in Iowa? That was in Iowa. Okay. So... I'm listening. A book that was written about those murders, the axe murders in Velisca, Iowa... Uh, that came out in 2017 speculated that the man responsible for those murders, uh, Paul Mueller, was also the one that committed the Hendrik Hyfeck murders. Like 90 some years earlier? And, no, so the book was written in 2017. Okay. The Velisca Axe murders happened in like 1912. Okay. So, so maybe he did a few that years and then went to Germany. Yeah. So, uh, Paul was a German immigrant mm-hmm. and is the prime suspect in the Velisca Axe murders, even though that one's still unsolved, too. He's the prime suspect in that, and a whole string of unsolved murders, murders that happened uh, in the early 20th century throughout the Midwest. Okay. Uh, and the those Axe murders... The string of them abruptly ended in 1912, uh, right after a bunch of private investigators and journalists began noticing patterns in the murders. Yeah. So as soon as that started coming into light, they ended. So uh, it's believed that he could have that he as soon as that shit started happening, and there started to be some theories out there, he went back to Germany. Sure. So, um, just to lay low, get rid of, get out of, get away from the authorities in America. So there's a bunch of similarities between the murders in Velisca and the murders in uh, Velisca sounds German. It does. That's actually, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and as of now, he's considered the best suspect for both murders. Um, but it's super unlikely that we'll never that we'll ever know what actually happened. Yeah. There's no witnesses left. In Hitler so yeah. But people believe there's still a section of people... The, the way I heard about this story originally uh-huh. was based entirely on the footprints. Uh, that was what a lot of people were hung up on. So there's like a whole section of people who um, uh, chalk this up to like a ghost yeah. or a demon of some sort. Like a demon that came out of the forest. Do demons leave footprints? So they, I mean, they could have like left footprints to the place and then just like did the demon thing and disappeared yeah but so it had this like real supernatural thing to it and that's how I first heard about it and then when I started looking into it more like it was just this like really creepy like there's just some dude on this farm that gets the people to come out kills them and then kills he hangs them. out he's feeding he animals cooking so there's like some people that wonder if he um since he was taking care of the farm like that, like 
there's people that wonder if he's somehow in the family. Yeah. And thought that he would inherit the farm. So he wanted to, like, make sure it was still... Oh, like, good. You know, whatever. Kept but up. There's really... I mean, no one came forward to do that, so that's probably not likely. Uh, but your two prime suspects are Lorenz, and then... Uh, the neighbor. The mule, Yeah, the neighbor and the Mueller, who was in America. Yeah. So, uh, my money is on Lorenz. That's what I think, the neighbor. Yeah. Uh, met up with Victoria... For a bang session. Sure. <laughs> she wants money. He kills her. He's like, yeah, it's out here in the barn. Yeah, let's go. Whatever. He kills her. Uh, Andreas walks in. And then somehow you get just... one. Well, I don't know how exactly they all four end up You could have been out and be like, oh my God, Victoria's hurt in the barn. Come yeah. out here. And... So, uh, I mean, the weird parts about it are definitely the footprints. Yeah. And that they've the been dogs, hearing shit ahead of time. The keys went missing, which is also kind of a big point, like a sign pointing towards Lorenz, I think, if he had keys. Yeah. Uh, but the footprints like were Maybe just, he was going in there to make sure there was no direct evidence to him moving the bodies, looking for that kind of stuff. Maybe there was something in there that he forgot about. Yeah. Maybe he was, like, at Rip. the farm, went into town. Mechanic shows up, starts talking about this. Everybody's like, hey, we need to go check on it. And he's like, ah, shit. Yeah. I left my fucking wallet out. <laughs> yeah. And, my cell phone. I left that note I wrote that my said cell phone. Lorenz shit <laughs> and I killed everybody. I should probably get rid of that. Yeah. Don't leave it. If, guys, if you kill someone, don't leave a note. Yeah, if you learn anything from this podcast, <laughs> uh, just don't, you know, don't incriminate yourself. Um, so, yeah, my, uh, the footprints thing, though, like, that's just based on what Andreas or people said Andreas yeah, said. Yeah, that it's so long ago, and like that story has passed through so many people. Who knows if the footprints even actually existed? Yeah. Who knows if the newspaper thing? Who knows if any of that happened? How do you even detect them in 1912 or what? 1922, yeah. I mean, you show up and you go, there's four dead people. You look around, there's someone staying here with a mattock? No one. We don't know who it yeah, is. The only reason you know the mattock is laying like, there. Basically, like, so, yeah, you have to, like, how, there's... You have to be so lucky to solve a crime in 1922. Like, someone has to be there, or you have to have a direct eyewitness. Right. I mean, it was like that for years until... Yeah. Like, even up to, like, the probably until the 80s? Yeah. Maybe the 90s? It was basically just if... Yeah. If somebody didn't confess to it... Or got, get caught in the or act. Or get caught doing it, then... Like, who yeah. knows how many... Like, yeah, I don't think we'll have too many more serial killers and stuff like that now because it's just it's there's yeah. look I've thought about it okay right I mean right I've now, thought about it I've thought up. about it I've thought about it and I've thought about it yeah. but it's just I can't quite figure out a way that I can make it work there's always something that gets yeah. you yeah yep. it just doesn't seem worth it I run through my head all the time yeah. and then there's always something. Like, you can't escape cell phone no. signals anymore. No, you're going to get caught. You're going to get caught. There's cameras everywhere. And then if you're pretty active on your phone... Sure. Then why for, like, four hours on a random night that people <laughs> were killed are you not active in that area? You know what I mean? There's always something. Yeah. So, the best way to do it is just to go off the grid for five years, then start killing. Okay. So, you know. Okay, I'll see you in five years. Yeah, okay, cool. I'll see you <laughs> yeah, I'll, in I'll five see you years. Yeah, we'll get back together. You won't see time. me. Oh. You're not going to see me. Are you going to turn around? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> he knows that's the one way I can't see That needs to be like a wrestler's defense. He just turns around. He goes to get punched. Where'd you go? <laughs> Where'd you at? Uh, so, yeah, who knows what... Uh, Damn. Like, even the... 
where the cops said that the, they were lured in one by one. Uh-huh. Who knows if that's How, yeah, how the fuck do they? Yeah. Unless like, the cop killed him. He's like, you know what I think happened? Yeah. I think that they killed her first, and then I brought, I mean, they brought the dad out, and I killed, I mean, they killed him, and then I brought, he brought the other daughter out, and yeah. Hey, fellas, Adolf did it again. Adolf solved another one. He's DOS one. How do you do it every time, Adolf? It's like you, you like you were yeah. there. I wasn't there. <laughs> it wasn't me. Who said that? Turn around. Me. <laughs> he turns. Oh, Adolf. That Adolf. Tricky son of a bitch. Yep. So yeah, who's your uh, prime suspect? I would say I think it's the neighbor, Lorenz. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we solved it. We did. That feels good. Yeah. So, I, I hope it helps somebody. Uh, Probably so, not. Yeah, I mean, so you hadn't heard of. You haven't heard no, that? Listen, no, all right. uh-uh. So we'll probably get into the Velisca Axe murders at some point. Cool. Because it's pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, if... Uh, um, I'm hoping like people dug, dig that, dig the story thing. Yeah, we'll I like it. do it more. So, uh, but yeah, so other than that, man, like other than some gruesome-ass murders that took place in 1922, wow. and pictures of headless people, what's going on in your life? <laughs> <laughs> Um, now that you're in the right headspace. Yeah, nothing. I don't know. Probably stuff, right? Yeah. What's going on in my life? You got a... Fuck. Did you go to the comedy... You didn't do the comedy show last night, right? Nah, I didn't, didn't yeah. Go. I was going to go to Charleston and just kind of went home, took a nap, and woke up. You know, you ever wake up from a nap and just oh, not feel done. good? Yeah. Done. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to Charleston. Yeah. You're like, I need eight more hours of that. Yeah. yeah. No one wanted to go with, so I didn't go. <laughs> That's most of my naps as I wake up, and I'm like... We'll need 12 more hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you, you need to nap for about 10 minutes. Anything longer than that. Anything. Just, it's sleeping. Yeah. That's sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. I always love yeah. people that are like, oh, I nap for two hours. You slept for two hours. <laughs> That's, what you did. That's not good. Yeah. It is good, but. Yeah, but nothing much new with me, really, I guess. I don't know. Uh, we, we, <laughs> we, should, we just keep talking about people getting murdered. We are going to work on, um, I don't know if we even talked about it. We might have, but we filmed some stuff. Uh, for like a little idea you had, like mm-hmm. a sketch idea yeah. uh, that involves ping pong. Yep. I don't know if we talked about it, but uh, we filmed a little bit of that I don't stuff. I we have on this. And I was looking at the footage again the other night, and there's fucking hilarious Yeah, stuff we had there. more ideas, but I, I was really glad with what we recorded that yeah. day. So, um, along with these podcasts, we're going to try to start doing some more uh, like video content. Yeah. So I'm gonna work on putting together a little thing for that ping pong. Maybe film some more shit for it. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah. If you guys dug this, if you guys dug the format with the story, I got a bunch of random shit that I've randomly found out about, and I think it's interesting as hell. Yeah. And if you, and I'm good, and I'm it, good at not hearing about things. And you're good at not knowing what's going on. <laughs> I am the best. So I w- not knowing what's going on. Uh, a lot of it will <coughs> uh, be weird. Oh yeah, I don't want to shit. <laughs> so I don't want to be like, oh, there's a story. Oh uh, yeah, fucking make it weird, dark. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, anything you got? Anything else before we? Um, no. Joint to smoke. Oh, uh, I yeah. I, I, we talked last night, and I was like, I won't come in too high because I don't know if you listeners can tell, but sometimes old old Joe gets a little high. You yeah, know? and I was like, I need you not yeah. high this time. I have smoked today, though. That's fine. I, I I woke up this morning, and I was like, I'm getting high. And usually, I got high on lunch, but I didn't smoke since then. I feel like then. usually you're high. Yeah, like, like smoke right before. I, yeah, like I smoke right before I come in. So I haven't smoked for like a good six hours. Right. And then like 20 minutes into the podcast, <coughs> it really hits. 
and I just start eating the like, desk and done. everything. Yeah, like you're just staring at me. <laughs> this is weird. So I was like, I need you to, I need you to listen to this one. Yeah. So I need you present for this podcast. I felt like I was. You were. It was so, good. It was a lot of fun. Uh, this is December fifth. Fifth. This is going to come out when you're listening to it. It'll be December sixth is when I post it. Uh, December twenty first. Pro Wrestling Inception. PWI is back in Parkersburg for How the Jock Stole Christmas. Yep. And uh, Joel will be doing ring announcing. Yes, I will. Dressed up as Santa. Yes. So if uh, you want to get your kid's picture taken with Santa, or if you want to get your picture taken with Santa, uh, that'll be happening. I'll be there. I'll be friendly. During the show. Um, Jock Sampson is going to be defending the Remix Remix Pro Wrestling title against Zach Vincent. Uh, Jack Manick is defending the Pro Wrestling Inception title against Logan Taylor. Logan Taylor. We've got uh, Shane Storm against Casey King. Mayhem against Johnny Duff. And Shane Storm, I mean, he's got some. Uh, he he's got a bone to pick with old Casey King. Last show, Casey King took Vic Victory's money, yep. turned on Shane Storm, turned his back, turned his back. <laughs> he turned around. This- <laughs> I mean, I'm glad we are making, uh, <laughs> turning around awareness of things. Yes. Uh, what else is going on that show? There's more stuff. The number one dad, Paul Nasher, is teaming up with Tier Ali. Mighty Tier Ali. They are uh, rated PG Ali, and they are taking on <laughs> rated PG Ali. Ali. I like that. And they are taking on Dustin Alexander and his wife uh, Nikolaj. And if she doesn't speak a lick of English, should not. I mean, whatever a lick is, what is that exactly? I don't know. Uh, she does speak English. She's but hurt if me. they don't win, the Alexanders, Dustin is fired. Oh, because he's on a losing streak. What? What's the reason keeping him around, man? Exactly. Yeah. So that's a big one. Uh, These shows are always fun. I know too. some more stuff going on, but I can't think. They're of always it. they're kid friendly. They're a lot of fun, yeah. and it's. It's kind of, I, I like to say it's like how wrestling should be, I think. It's just. I mean, unfortunately, we don't have, we've, we have not had the crowds that we hope for, yeah. but everybody I think that's ever been to the show, um, and then like even some of the guys that have came in and worked the shows, like everyone has said how much, like, it's, it's just a really good quality wrestling yeah. show. The atmosphere is good. Like all, all the guys you bring in are always really nice and just yeah. really seem professional. We and- shit two hours. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be there, like, waiting around for things to happen. And there's a 10-minute intermission, 15-minute intermission. intermission, yeah. Depending on how many people we got. Yeah. But the doors open at 7. Tickets are $12. Yep. Uh, kids 5 and under get in for free. And then the show starts at 8. The show will end at 10. Yep. I mean, we are always, like, that's one of the big things we push. We don't, we know you're giving us your time on a Saturday night, so we aren't going to waste it. You know what to expect. You're not yeah. going to, yeah. So, I hope to see some people there. Uh, I'll be there. This is going to be our last show, 2019. And then afterwards, uh, that night, after party at Uncle Mike's on 7th Street. Yep. Uh, you can come hang out with all of us. And then we are actually going to, anybody, any of our guys that want to, after we get a little bit tipsy. A little bit. We're going to head back to the training school. And we're going to do a big-ass podcast. I'm going to take some hip tosses. And we're going to keep right on drinking. Yeah. And we're going to see what the fuck happens. That'll be fun. So uh, it's probably going to get us all canceled. Yep. So we'll see what happens. Someone's going to get punched, yeah. I'm sure. So, hey, uh, let us know what you think about the episode. I hope you dug it. 
Um, yeah, Aaron, let us know what you think yeah, about our this. one fan out there, Aaron Wyden. <laughs> well, then we got two fans, Monica. Yeah, Monica, yeah, so that's we right. we got two fans. Monica and Aaron, this is for you. That's for you guys. <laughs> We're going to change the name of the podcast to the Monica like, We don't want this for us. Fan appreciation <laughs> There podcast. you go, yes. Uh, but let us know what you think. Uh, and we'll come back next time with more murder. Murder! Don't turn around! <laughs> oh, no!